I mean, well, do you want to? I mean, you you were the only one that had like a real game, so we can either go you first or we can go the three of us just sort of like run with it. Yeah, I, you yeah, tell I mean, me. yeah, I, I mean, that's fun. I'll go first. Um, lost 44 to 30. Probably, I mean, should have been 42 to 30. That safety in the end was a BS call, but I'm getting way ahead of myself. Um, another slow start on the road, which has been a trend. And, you know, the short Beamer era, um, we started on the road horribly last, last year, every single time. Um, and this year wasn't any different. Um, got down 20, 21 to three really early. Um, and I didn't think our first few drives were that bad. The first drive kind of got stalled by first, the chain gang was like, I don't even know. They didn't know the, the down and distance for some reason, somehow. And then, um, the next play, a hands to the face call, which if you go back in the replay, it looks more like um, the Arkansas dude is doing hands to the face to our guy, but you know, whatever it is, what it is. And then all of a sudden it's third long and you got a punt and you shank the punt. So you have Arkansas um, really good field position for their first drive and they go down and score. Um, you know, the next drive we came back and got three probably should have scored, but um, I don't know. There's, I don't know. I don't know how much of the game y'all actually watch, but there's this one little screen to Stogner on the on our second drive, I think it was, and he just looked so slow. It was in, insane. Um, but anyways, you know, they jumped on us early, and that's – I mean, t- when you get down 21-3, to three, it's going to be tough to come back. I think the rest of the game, I think we outscored them technically, but, I mean, 21-3 to three in the first – First uh, quarter, quarter and a half, whatever it was, is not an easy thing to come back from. Um, We couldn't stop the run, obviously, on defense. They ran for like 300 yards. Um, Rocket Sanders is an absolute animal. There there was a stat that came up during the game, and it was like Arkansas has the heaviest quarterback running back duo in in college football. I I didn't realize Rocket Sanders was that heavy. Because he can he's he's huge. He's, yeah, because KJ Jeffers is like two forty five, and he's like two thirty five or something, or two thirty, and they're just huge. And that read option is freaking impossible to stop. Even if you like guess right, you, you just get thrown off half the time, anyways. I was about to say, either way, you have a dump truck coming at you. Yeah, but freaking watching that number five run all over us was, um, you know, gave gave some PTSD from when Darren McFadden ran for like three hundred twenty yards back in two thousand seven. Boy, D-Matt was different. Um, yeah, he was nuts. But – um, and just – I mean, it was just a demoralizing offense that they run because you'll get them into fourth and short and they'll just run a little QB dive up the middle and get it. I think they were like two for three or three for four or something on fourth downs and it was all just, you know, 
demoralizing short gains, right, like that. Because you know it's coming. Yeah, because you know exactly what's happening. You still can't stop it. Um, I mean, their their offensive line was really, really good, too. Um, but another uh, negative, I guess, yeah, another negative is we didn't even try to run the ball. Um, we handed the ball off 17 times, and 13 were to actual running backs. The other four were to uh, – or five or four. Yeah, sorry, I can't do math. Oh, the other four were to um, Jaheim Bell, which – it's just a whole nother issue I don't even want to talk about. But when an actual running back got the ball, they averaged like four and a half yards a carry, which isn't great. But like they only ran the ball 13 times. I mean, you got to you got to give more of a run, run than that. And I realized like obviously you're down big early. You kind of got to throw the ball. And also they got guys hurt in the secondary. So I'm sure the game plan was to target that anyways. But running the ball 17 times total, 13 times to running backs is just – ridiculous um were y'all running the ball early like first not, three or four drives a little bit not really i mean it was like it was just very few and far between um and then we had some costly turnovers lloyd fumbled which led to an arkansas touchdown um that was i mean that was it was a pretty close game when he fumbled i can't remember what the, exactly the score was and then um rather tried to force one in the end zone he had Antoine Wells on that route open too he just hit him he just threw the ball way too late but through kind of a 50-50 ball up got intercepted in the end zone and um you know it's never good to throw picks in the end zone and then I mean all game we were just getting just starters on defense were going down like flies I mean you know you're trying to tackle a little baby Cam Newton back there with um a huge running back I mean guys were just going down constantly. Uh, Alex Huntley, Cam Smith, Darius Rush, Brad Johnson. I think there are probably a couple more, actually, that all went out during that game at some point. Um, some of them came back. Some of them are not long-term. Uh, but Jordan Strawn, starting D-end, and Mo Kaba, our starting middle linebacker, are both out for the season with torn ACLs. So that sucks. Um, Wait, really? Yeah. Dang. That, that happened in the game? Yep. They're both they're both that. having they're both having freaking good starts to their seasons too. So that sucks. Um, but now, you know, looking on more positive note, there are things you can draw from this game. I think the offense looked a lot better. Um as a whole. I mean, obviously, you know, play calling, throwing the ball so many times, not running the ball is is whatever. Um, but I thought the offensive line blocked better in, in both run and you know, the few run plays. Um and run and pass pro. Um, obviously, Rattler threw for a bunch of yards, 376, which um, is, this, is the most uh, Carolina quarterbacks thrown since um, 2018 Clemson when Jake Bentley went for like 510 or whatever. Um, day. Yeah, and then, I mean, he was just – he was like a foot away to having another, you know, 80 yards and a touchdown to Marion Brown on one of the deep balls. Um, so I thought, I thought we had a pretty good game, um, offense. I mean, a decent game offensively, given what we were shown, uh, against Georgia state. And then another positive, I thought that the defense made decent adjustments. I mean, they, they kept running, like, I'm not saying we all of a sudden start stopping the run, but I thought they made some good adjustments. Like we were down 21, three initially and, and sort of chipped our way away to there, you know, to being at a point where there are times in the game where it's, you know, it's a one possession or. 
um, you know, we have a chance of getting right back in it. Um, and then I, I just got a shout. I think I've said it every single, like the last three podcasts, but Nick and Mamori, freshman safety, he's a freaking beast. He's an animal. He's quickly becoming my favorite player. And I think he's probably the best tackler on the team, which is not good probably, but kid's an animal. Hey, somebody's got to be the best tackler. Might as well be him. Yeah, he freaking stuck KJ Jefferson a couple times. Oh, my God. And he, he, he's the one that – did. Y'all, I don't know if y'all saw the end of the game, but he he forced a fumble on KJ Jefferson on the sideline. KJ Jefferson was, like, reaching for the oh, yeah. line. That was definitely – I think that there's enough video evidence that they could have given that a touchback. And at that point, it's a 12-point game. We get the ball back with six minutes left. I mean, you know, you never know what's going to happen on that drive. It could We could just throw a pick right there. But, um, you know, what could have been – um, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely a, not a lot of negatives to come out of that game, but there's also, you know, a decent amount of positives. I mean, Arkansas is a really good team. They're two, those two linebackers are absolute freaking animals. Yeah. Obviously we know about everywhere, Marvel, but Drew Sanders, I think is the name animal. Drew Sanders is a lot more athletic. Yeah. He's, he's a beast. They're, um, they're both about that action for sure. And yeah, again, their offensive line is, is really good. So I don't know. I mean, they brought the not, liquor. Not many people expected us to go out to win, so this loss isn't like a, you know, season's over or whatever. Um, thought you played well against a or decent, um, granted a, a slow start against a really good team, potentially, you know, third best in the SEC. Um, so, you know, regroup and we'll move on. We'll see. Like you said, Arkansas is a pretty good team. We'll see what they do because now that now that Bama looked uh, human, we'll see if we'll see what Arkansas can do in the West because I mean A and M looks like dog water. Yeah, Hughes, I mean, not that great. You know, Auburn, same deal. We don't really know what Auburn is. They're probably not that great, but you know, yeah, they got I a mean, shot. They're probably they're probably up there in like one of the third best team or like the third best team in the SEC. Them or Kentucky, I guess who also didn't really – didn't necessarily impress me a whole lot against Florida, but that's another topic for a different day. It was more Florida losing that game than Kentucky winning it, frankly. Yeah. But uh, I guess we can move on to whoever wants to go next. Oh, my. Here we go. Can y'all, can y'all hear me? I'm, I think my internet is uh, down. Yeah, good. I can hear you. All right. Um. Yeah, kind of a weird night. Uh, it was kind of rainy, real foggy, just kind of a dreary night. Uh, but I thought we got off to a really slow start. But I'll kind of start with the positives first. Uh, linebacker was actually one of the big surprises. Um, usually the previous game, it was defensive line, but um, it was definitely the linebacker position this past week. Uh, Trinidad Tatum definitely had his best game. Um, he kind of looks like he's starting to put everything together. He was the highest-rated defender on the field. Um, I was really solid in run support, was there for most of the assignments. Got dinged on his grade because he uh, did not follow one of the uh, motion guys out of the backfield and get up a long touchdown at the beginning of the game. You could tell, like, it was obviously him. He turned around, saw it, then got to the sideline and, like, was, was getting uh, coached up on that. And then they ran some of those concepts the rest of the game, and you could he was he was all over it. So um, good to see those things are kind of clicking with him. And then Charlie Thomas, 
Um, he was out the first half of the game because of that stupid targeting call in the Clemson game. Um, once he came back on the field, we gave up three points. Um, that was a stupid kind of one, call. Yeah. He, he's kind of one of those guys that you, you think of like as an eraser on defense, but when you got young guys on the field, and especially at linebacker position, when they make mistakes or, you know, things don't go your way in a play, he's kind of one of those guys that's athletic enough to just cover it up uh, and, and make a play. Um, he went crazy, had interception, um, I think had seven or eight tackles, uh, two tackles for loss. Um, he was all over the place in a half of football which arguably he should be, it's Western Carolina, but still, um, you could tell that he really wanted to get back out there and uh, he, he was he was after it. Um, the running game, again, as it should have been, it was it was pretty solid. Dante broke up a big one, had two rushing touchdowns. Dylan McDuffie had some good runs, some good short yardage runs. You muted yourself. Sorry, that was Ronald. Um, <laughs> stepped on my keyboard. Uh, but uh, we showed a very multiple um, run game. Uh, showed a lot of different formations. Ran up and lined up in the eye. Lined up in some power formations. Then lined up in some uh, almost like some triple option style, where it looks like he had two uh, a backs and a uh, halfback in the behind the quarterback, and ran a lot of misdirection and. I don't really know what that was about. I think it's something they've been working on a lot, but I think Chip was just trying to show some uh, some creativity in the run game and open some things up, and it really did. Again, it's Western Carolina. You shouldn't have an issue running the ball. But um, obviously our offensive line kind of struggles to run the ball against really anybody and create space and be consistent in their blocking. But um, that was really good to see. And um, also, let's see, I lost my myself. But uh, – more positives is uh, on the offense is Nate McCollum. Um, he's doing so much on offense. Uh, he had a couple big punt returns uh, where he just creates room. He's so fast, um, and he's he's really just really solid, solid and reliable. Uh, he kind of feel like one of those guys that every time he's not one of those guys when every time the ball is punted to him, you're you know about to close your eyes like please catch the ball. He's just one of those guys real solid back there. Um, he had a couple huge third down completions for a first down uh and he's got a lot of yards after the catch um he's, he's one of those guys that's just kind of squirmy gets away from guys uh real shifty and uh he also had a long touchdown on a jet sweep reverse um once he got in the open field he was he was gone he, he can really fly so i think when you get dylan leonard back in there leo back um as some other targets in the offense so kind of he'll kind of shine in the offense get a little bit uh more free targets, if you will. So offensively, that was about it from the positives. Um, it didn't really do much in the second half. I'll get into that in a minute. But uh, for the negatives, like I said earlier, it was just a really slow start. You look sluggish. It looked like a game where you had just played a couple of days prior and only had two days of practice and didn't really care about being out there because you're playing Western Carolina. I'm not saying that's the excuse, but it's real easy, um, and I, I don't know if Sam may have the same opinion. I, look, after looking at the Clemson score, I didn't watch it, but it's real easy to go play Monday night, have a day of rest where you can't do anything Tuesday, practice Wednesday and Thursday, and uh, and then Friday you're pretty much off as well. So, uh, and come out there and really be sluggish, 
not not be focused and uh, get off to a slow start. So that was really frustrating. Um, in the second half, like I mentioned, we only attempted three passes. Uh, I think Chip knew Jeff was struggling, had one of those off nights. Um, kind of looked like that old disinterested Jeff that I've complained about in the past where going through the motions, not real crisp. Um, didn't turn the ball over uh, carelessly. He did throw a pick, but um, he, I, I guess maybe Chip, once we scored another touchdown in the second half and we went up 35-14, he was complacent just shutting the offense down. It was, it was really strange to me. Um, we just ran the ball, lined up. Every time we lined up, you could tell we were about to run the ball. So, uh, And for that reason, we were outgained on offense, which is weird to go and win a game 35-17 against Western Carolina and be outgained. Uh, like I said, they just kind of can seem, can, they seem content just shutting it down. Defense only gave up three points, which is good, but it was it was just kind of a weird feel to the, the second half. Um, we did create more turnovers in the second half, which was good, but the, the defense could not contain uh, the quarterback. The kid was real shifty. He was actually a pretty good athlete, wasn't afraid to just let the ball rip, but the D-line, we'd get to him really quick, but we couldn't make the play. He'd uh, We'd either give up leverage and uh, let him bust it outside, and um, he'd scramble for five, ten yards, um, or he'd scramble and find somebody to dump it off to or jump past it to somebody. I don't, it was just really frustrating to keep getting to him being so close to getting a sack and, uh, and not be able to make the play. Um, we've Charlie eventually knocked him out of the game. Um, and the next kid came in and he just didn't really have it. So, um, I don't know. I'd say the last, thing that really bothered me is our inability to recognize halfback screens uh, we'd get way upfield and it was nothing for a third and 10 or a third and 15 for them to just call a halfback screen and pick up most of the yardage um, the guys are getting way upfield not recognizing the screen and um, I think that's a big discipline issue uh, if, if you're getting turned loose over and over again you someone's got to stick with it back and and realize hey you know something's not right here so some definite things to clean up defensively uh, and offensively. I will say the uh, discipline was better. The self-inflicted wounds were not there on offense. Uh, there were two offensive pre-snap penalties, which was compared to the Clemson game, is much improved. And, um, yeah, other than that, that's really all I got. Don't really know what to think after this game. Kind of one of those things where you see you only won 35-7. 17 and it's Western Carolina, but uh, Kerwin Bell does a really good job with the, their offense. Um, I think he, he'd be one of those guys that you call if you're looking for an offensive coordinator just because some of the concepts he's able to create and the, the he'll use a lot of man coverage against you. And um, uh, yeah, so one of those weird things you look around college football and you see some of the scores against these lesser teams. Oklahoma struggled with, not saying that they're an SDS team, but Oklahoma struggled with Kent State. Um, and, you know, Clemson didn't absolutely blow Furman out while they looked a lot more controlling in their game probably than we did. And, you know, Georgia was up 30 to nothing and scored three points in the second half. Another weird situation against a Stanford team. So, I don't know. Don't really know, want to draw any conclusions. Got some concerns, have some things that I'm encouraged. So, uh, I guess that's really all I got. Well, yeah, I mean, fair. I think if you just took everything that Sid just said, and reference it to Clemson, it would still apply. I mean, I'm going to keep this pretty short because, again, 
It was Furman. Short week, you're playing an FCS team. Just came out flat. I mean, I think I'm not really that worried about it because, frankly, I think sometimes it's good when you, you know, kind of play bad and still win the game because, obviously, it just sort of gives the coaches something to chew into them about. You refocus yourself a little bit. Um, but, I mean, it was basically sort of like tail of two halves. First half, the offense was really, really good. Um, defense was just – I don't want to say bad, but just so many, like, mental – mistakes, playing soft on third down, letting, you know, routes develop right in front of the sticks. I mean, just little things that you need to clean up. Um, but the offense, I mean, through the first six possessions of the game, uh, we had five touchdowns. Um, and DJ was in on all five of those drives. It was by far the most comfortable I've ever seen him look. He was in complete control. It was 15 of 18 for 206 yards at halftime. Um, but Basically, once we got up 35-9, offense sort of went into limp mode. Um, and I don't think it was necessarily taking your foot off the gas or trying to do too much or anything like that. It was just just didn't execute. It's almost kind of like you know, the outcome is no longer in question. Like, everybody's played good. You know, everybody's got some touches. Um, just kind of pack it in almost. Um, so losing focus there was really not what you want to see. I mean, our final four possessions of the game, we had a, a grand total of 25 yards. Um, only had, I think, 77 yards in the second half. Just kind of disappointing to see. Um, but again, it's against Furman, so I don't want to take too much away from it. Uh, and like I said, the defense was kind of ugly, but the second half was a whole lot better. Um, we couldn't get them off the field on third down, which is super, super frustrating. After holding Tech to two of 16 on third downs Monday night. You know, you give up 10 of 18 to Furman. Um, I can't remember the last time we gave up 10 conversions on third down. I know for a fact it was the first time, and uh, I think I think since 2015 or 2016 that we've given up more than five first downs um, on third down to an FCS opponent. So, I mean, Furman ended up outgaining us by eight yards. So, but they ran 46 plays in the second half. Our offense only ran 18. Um, we had 13 plays in the final four possessions. Uh, so basically three and out every single time. Um, but again, I mean, just going to keep reiterating it. It's a short week. It's a team that you don't really want to play. I mean, no juice. But I, the one thing I will say is Furman's quarterback, Kyler Huff, is an absolute dog. He started the game 11 for 11 or 12 for 12, I think. He had four or five different – uh, different plays where he scrambled, made guys miss. Yeah, he was going all like, dude. I mean, he – that's the thing. Like, on, part of it you want to get pissed off at the defense and say we should be dominating, and that's true. But that guy made plays. I don't care what anybody says. He's a player. The SoCon needs to buckle the fuck up because he's coming. But he's anyway – He's about to transfer somewhere. Dude, he was at Presbyterian when they were trying to throw the ball like a million times a game, and then they got that transfer from Michigan to come in and beat him out. But not not punting. Yeah, not punting. Never running the ball, that whole deal. But so, not, to, not to interrupt you, but I'm, I'm seriously looking at y'all's game, the trends and everything. It seriously looks so much identical. like our game. Identical. It's identical. Like we and the thing that you just said points. about screens, I'm going to go back to it. I know we had a third and eight in the first quarter screenplay. Nope, nobody in the second level was even home. Uh, they had another first and 15, or same thing. We're blitzing up the middle. Nobody's home. Third and 14, they got another screen on us. I mean, 
just little dink and dunks. And the other thing is, I don't remember exactly what the stat was, but Wes Goodwin basically said that, you know, of their 20-something completions, um, I think like 15 of them were less than seven yards from the line of scrimmage. So, I mean, it was basically what Tech did to us, just dinking and dunking, um, but playing really soft coverage. Um, we've been really, really base defensively. Um, and Furman had an off week. Furman had two weeks to prepare. And I'm not saying they spent all two weeks on Clemson because that would be a waste. Uh, but I definitely think that they saw some things and were like, all right, we're going to at least give ourselves a chance here. Um, but the biggest thing that frustrates me is the fact that, I mean, we're basically cover three, first and second down. We get to third down. We go to man coverage. We blitz off of it. It's very predictable. Um, you know, we're also rotating so many guys in up front. The secondary is inexperienced. They're kind of soft. I mean, part of being physical is just having a lot of comfort in, in your assignment and knowing that you're not going to get beat over the top. Um, but guys just not wanting to hit. I don't know what it is. Um, but like I said, I'm not going to take too many negatives away from the game because, I mean, when you – I mean, we basically had them in a chokehold the whole game and just couldn't couldn't put them to sleep. That's basically how I would how I would describe the game. But, again, you know, we've got Louisiana Tech this weekend. It'll be a night game. Um, it'll be our last chance to really kind of tune up, get right, um, but really, really pleased with what I saw offensively through the first six drives. Um, wish we could have got Kate out there a little bit more. Uh, he only had two drives, one in the second quarter, one in the fourth. Um, and I think they went three and out both times, but I don't know. Just kind of an ugly game, but we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully it's not a repeat uh, this Saturday. Yeah, well. Guess we move on to the Georgia game. Yeah, I'll try to um, try to you know try to explain this game and not saying the same things as Sid and Sam just said because I mean it was pretty much the same deal. Um, just one of those weeks where you could tell uh, the team coming out of the gate just wasn't. Went excited to play. Um, offense came out flat, like Sam was talking about. Um, for Clemson, I mean, you know, Samford, you know, didn't – wasn't necessarily playing a great game. I think we offensively just had a poor performance um, at the start. I mean, the first two drives ended in field goals. Um, Stetson overthrew. It should have been 14 to nothing instead of six to nothing. Um, but Stetson overthrew a wide open lad in the first drive. Um, and that led to a uh, – That sounds really ball. funny. Yeah. Little lad. He was wide open. <laughs> little lad. Um, and in the second drive, uh, he kind of overthrew Darnell Washington too. Darnell can barely get a fingertip on it. And I don't know how, how you, you do over, that. I don't, yeah, I don't know how you overthrow a six, seven – um tied in but he did and that second drive of the game results in another field goal so I mean it's just like we could move the ball but we just were not executing like we were in the Oregon game like I was getting very frustrated because <clears throat> when you play a team like that you expect to score in less than 10 plays and look flawless um and that just wasn't the case at all um quite frankly I mean honestly the first quarter or so I mean it was hard to watch the offense and I don't know if you can attribute that to you know Munkin was just 
being conservative and getting ready for the Carolina game this week. Um, hell, they probably were game playing so for the Carolina game last week already. Um, so scared. Yeah, for sure. That's why. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just offense was very slow start. Um, finally got some drives together and scored. Um, and then the second half, like Sid said, I really, really had a field goal in the whole second half. Um, and our starters actually um, took the ball out on the first drive, which I thought was interesting in the second half. And that resulted in a missed field goal. So offense was not clicking at all, um, which I thought was very weird. Um, and I hope that doesn't happen this weekend. Um, Again, I wasn't able to watch y'all's game either. Um, but did it just kind of feel like your coaches were kind of like, you know, you know, this is kind of a downer day. You know, that's kind of one of those struggle to get up for it. So you're just complacent. Just I don't Yeah, know. I mean, it was like it was it. Yeah, it felt like we're not going to, you know, we're not in any hurry to score type game. You know, yeah. it was like we're just out here to not get our players hurt and you know, look like assholes and run up the score, you know? Yeah, it's like, all right, we're up 33 at y'all's point, 33, whatever. Like, we ain't going to be in no damn hurry to yeah. and put up 50, 60 points. It's a struggle. Let's just get out of this thing. Yeah, and I don't know if y'all knew this, um, but they said it during the game. Um, Coach Hatcher was the guy that gave Kirby his first coaching job down at Valdosta State, and he was um, – the DB coach down at Valdosta State and Muschamp was actually the D coordinator. Um, and they won a D2 national title down there together. But um, he, him and Coach Hatcher are great friends. And it was kind of like that last year. Like, we got a, we got up to a certain point and didn't put any more points on the board. So, I, can't, I feel like it's a mixed bag of, you know, having respect for the guy on the other sideline and – you know, realizing that, you know, this game, we could have scored one touchdown of one. So, I mean, it's um, just one of those things. Defense see, see, looked I thought, great, though. I thought that same thing about us because Jeff, you know, went to Western Carolina. So they're like, ah, oh, you know, he didn't want to run up the score. But I'm not sure we could have run up the score. But anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just assuming, you know, that's the case. Who knows? Um. The defense played great. They still haven't given up a touchdown yet in two games, so we'll see if that changes this weekend in Columbia. Oh, it will. The negative, besides the offense coming out flat, uh, would be Adoni Mitchell uh, twists his ankle in the first play of the game or during the first drive of the game, um, and he didn't practice today, so hopefully he'll be back for Saturday, but we'll see. Oh, y'all are done then. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Cam Smith's questionable though. We'll get into that here in a second though. I guess yeah. time to uh time to move into previews, huh? Um, I guess for the breakdowns, we can start with the least interesting game, Clemson versus La Tech. Yeah. Um, another hard fought battle. That Clemson yeah, schedule, I mean, man. Cake. Hey. Well, I, I mean, this is, this is sort of where the cake is. Georgia has a nice schedule this year, too. So. And y'all usually do. I don't I don't understand that. That's just not – that's just not true. Not compared to y'all. I mean, All right, well, this is not the fight right now. 
was about to say we can we can have a debate, but now's not the time. Um, yeah, I mean, playing Louisiana Tech, I said it'll be our last little like tune-up game before before it starts getting real. Um, I mean, really, the only thing I have to say about this is that we just need to start fast, stay aggressive on offense. Um, obviously, talked about how good DJ looked on Saturday, making plays with his feet, extending plays. I mean throwing the ball downfield confidently. His accuracy has gotten a lot better. Footwork looks a lot cleaner. Um, but it's really at this point just about developing the run game. I thought we were a lot better in pass protection. Obviously, it's Furman. Um, but Louisiana Tech shouldn't be a whole hell of a lot different, um, frankly. Um, and also, after the defense kind of looked flat the whole day, um, apparently they've, uh, they're going to have a rough week. Uh, Dabo was on press conference today, Tuesday morning just laying into them, uh, which is something he doesn't normally do. He's normally sunshine and rainbows. Um, but today was not that not that tone. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how the defense does. But Louisiana Tech, I mean, they played Missouri, who basically got Kansas State. Uh, they had two touchdowns. One was uh, as time expired in the fourth quarter against the uh, backups. The other was on a punt return. Um, and Louisiana Tech gave up. 45 points to their offense, also had a pick six to the Clemson transfer, Justin Charleston. Um, and, I mean, they gave it 300 yards in the ground of Mizzou. Um, they had eight yards rushing in that game, Louisiana Tech did. They threw for 330-something. Uh, starting quarterback had three picks. Divinity, you might know the name, Matthew Dowling. Um, he was a – I think he was a walk-on at Georgia at one point. Maybe he was recruited, not really sure. Um, played like dog water against uh, Mizzou. They pulled him. The backup came in and looked good. Uh, they scored two touchdowns in the final four drives against Missouri. Um, and then last week against Stephen F. Olsen, the same back of quarterback uh, was like 44% completion. Uh, they beat Stephen F. Olsen 52 to 24, uh, but I don't know how much you could really draw from that again. Clemson not beating Clemson. The spread's 33 and a half for a reason. Um, I, I just like to see more complimentary football. I think. The other thing I'd really like to see is just run the ball better. I talked about that, but basically what I mean is we've, we've been so inside zone happy first couple of weeks. We haven't even really tried to, you know, get the ball out on, you know, jet sweeps, pop passes, swing passes, like off tackle runs. We haven't even really tried to do any of that. Um, it's just in all powers and stretch zone schemes. Uh, so I'd like to see a flare there, see if we can get guys outside, more two back sets. Um, but, I mean, the defense is really what I think matters in this game. It just needs a rebound. Um, like I said, Louisiana Tech, they're going to be really pass-heavy because um, I don't think they're going to come out and say, all right, we're going to run on this defense. Um, so they're going to throw the ball a lot. They're going to challenge our secondary, which is very young. Like I said in the recap, for Furman, they haven't played particularly well yet, just not all that physical. Um, I just don't think they're all that confident um, in what they're seeing and trusting it. Um, but that's part of it. So. Like I said, ultimately it comes down to Clemson not beating Clemson. Um, I think we're going to see a whole lot more of an edge uh, just because it's, it's probably going to be pounded in their head. Um, don't know if Tyler Davis is going to play. Um, he didn't play last week. Uh, they're saying if he's not 100%, he won't go. Same with Xavier Thomas. He's close, but no need to push it. Um, Brian Bercy, obviously dealing with some stuff. Uh, Family-wise, he's probably not going to play. Um, trying to think, Adam Randall at receiver is going to be back, so it'll be interesting to see uh, what he looks like and what he's capable of. I mean, basically by the end of spring practice, he was our best receiver. Um, so it'll be interesting night game in the Valley. 
Um, I'm looking forward to it, um, but after this is really where the season gets gets going. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, you think y'all cover? Um, I'm gonna go 30, no. I think 33 and a half, half. is steep. Um, I if I mean we've been doing score predictions, so I'm gonna give you another one. I'm thinking something like uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm thinking like 40, 42 to 10, something like that. Um, 30, 33 and a half is pretty, pretty steep though. That seems pretty if we awesome. score 33 and a half, I'll be, I'll be content. <laughs> That's fair. 42 to 10. You heard it. All That's right. Moving on to an interesting one, Georgia Tech versus Ole Miss. Um, not a great, oh. not a great schedule for Georgia or not a great, uh, yeah, in- interesting matchup. Yeah, not a great out-of-conference game for Georgia Tech, I wouldn't say, but what you got, said? The out-of-conference is brutal if you – I know this is off-topic, but Ole Miss, UCF, then Georgia, and then have Western Carolina in there, that's a, uh, that's a hell of an out-of-conference. But uh, I don't really know what to think about this one. Um, I think if we get <laughs> the defense that we saw in the first three quarters of the Clemson game, uh, I think you've got a good game. Uh Ole Miss hasn't exactly figured it out. They're not Matt Corral offense out there running around putting up, you know, 50 points a game. Um, they're struggling a little bit, to be honest. They have had a good battle between Jackson Dart and Luke Altmeyer. Luke Altmeyer got injured this past week. Um, they said he's back out there at practice, but uh, looked really limited. So I imagine we'll get Jackson Dart, um, which, based on what I've seen, doesn't necessarily scare me a ton. Uh, and I, I think there's a few keys to the game. Um, mainly, like we've said, it's kind of a trend for everybody, but a fast start. Uh, if you get the ball out of the – I mean, we've we've lost the first two coin tosses, ended up with the first possession. So, if the same thing happens, you just need to, you need to drive the field. You need to put up some points early, uh, get some momentum and confidence. Like I've said, this team lacks a lot of the confidence aspect. Um, Rightfully so. They're probably not very sure of themselves either. Um, so it'd be huge to go out there, put up a touchdown, and turn around and get a stop. Then it kind of makes you feel like, okay, like we can we can win this game. Um, obviously, I think Ole Miss is the better team. I, I think they obviously have the better offensive mind in Kiffin. Um, but I, I definitely don't think that this is a surefire loss. Um, it's a tough out of conference game. Um, but I think the spread is a little bit at minus sixteen. Mm. It's a uh, little tough. I'm. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that. That steep. To be honest I, with you, I think if we lose, it's a ten point game. Let's see uh, that. I mean, that's be ten or twelve on the spread. Yeah, I don't. I don't see them winning by more than two touchdowns. Yeah, I, I like I said. I mean, if they do, I, I think that tells us a lot more about us. Um, because like I said, they. I mean, they they've struggled on offense and, and with Kiffin. Um, that kind of tells you something. They're at least usually going to put up points. You know, if they have a bad defense, that's one thing. But um, that's for sure. So, so I mean, I don't really know what to think in that aspect. Uh, defensively for us, I think it starts with stop, stopping the run. Um, obviously, with Zach Evans, um, has he been playing a lot? No, no, no. I didn't think so. Um, been, uh, Ulysses Bennett, the guy from SMU who's a dog. He's, yeah. he's like that. Yeah. So either they're, way, I mean, their leading rusher is neither of those guys. Yeah. It's, 
It's Quinshawn Judkins. Quinshawn? Okay. Really? Yeah. He's a freshman, I'm pretty sure. He is. Yeah, from Alabama. Clemson recruited him for a little bit. Pike Road, oh. Alabama. That's it. In the past two games, there's been, like, this trend of uh, – well, between the tackles, um, running on us is, is kind of tough. Um, if defense stretched us and uh, defensive ends fail to set the edge, use that inside leverage and, uh, you know, use the help that you have to the inside, teams have had success. Uh, if we got pretty gassed this past week and Western Carolina kind of figured they could run off tackles and stretch us out and uh, gain pretty decent yardage. So I'd be a little bit worried about that. Obviously, I think um, Ole Miss has seen that and going to try to run the boundary on us a little bit. Um, but like I said, I think if you get that first – three-quarter of the Clemson game defense, I think you've got a good shot and uh, continue the trend of cutting out the self-inflicted wounds like we did this past weekend. Um, I think that's going to be a huge aspect of it. Obviously, it's a home game. Don't need a whole lot to get up for because, you know, it's 3.30 Saturday, home game against a good opponent. So we should uh, definitely give give them our best shot. We'll see what it's like. I think it'll really tell us more about where we are as a team. If you can go out there and win that game, start two and one when really I predicted us to be one and two, maybe one and three after the UCF game, that'd be huge. Um, it, it'd say a lot more for Jeff Collins' future in the program. But like you said, not an easy, not an easy schedule out of the gate. Have some tests early. Um, obviously, SEC opponent, they're going to be a quality team. So. I'm interested to see how this one goes. I'm going to go, if you're asking for a score prediction, I'm going to say we lose like a 28-18, ball game. That's 28-21, I was going to say. Yeah. So. I think it's going to be competitive, though. I really do. Like you said, their offense has left a lot to be desired thus far. Um, Dart, I mean, I'd be more uncomfortable with them around my girlfriend than around my defense. <laughs> uh, so I just I don't know because I, I think obviously we know Kiffin can scheme it up it's not the offense it's just execution at this point um, their offensive line has also been a little bit a little bit iffy but we'll see I don't know anything about their defense frankly I'm only giving up six points right. average average six points but who did they play last week nobody so they, they played the two nobody yeah they haven't played anybody Tech's gonna be the first real game. Interesting. Yeah. And Tech and Tech's played Clemson, so. Yeah, I mean, in terms of speed, in terms of, you know, at the beginning of the year, seeing that quality opponent, we definitely have the advantage when it comes to that. They've played Troy and they've played Central Arkansas. Obviously, they scored fifty nine against Central Arkansas, but against Troy, they won twenty eight to ten. Um, yeah. I mean, again, I think these G five programs like Troy and. Georgia Southern or them are a lot better than they get credit for, but still, like their yeah. offenses, they're they're struggling. The transfer portal is helping those teams out a lot. Yeah, and I love it. It's true. So it's I'm true. I'm interested to see. I know there'll be a lot of Ole Miss fans there, um, so there'll be a lot of blue jeans, a lot of New Balances, the same striped Ole Miss college shirts. You know, some real frat guys there. Yeah, a lot of frat uh, stars. For be, sure. Yeah, the Always same chicks flying on Daddy's jet. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. and go party yeah. at Buckhead after the game. Yeah, PDK Airport will be lined with some 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 PJs. Hey, they 
They're gonna be some good looking women though. Best believe that. That's true. That is, that is true. Um, so that's we'll a see. Lot. Como Indiana. So <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I, I think it's gonna be a lot closer than you know the average football watcher thinks. That's my hope. I, I think it ought to be. We're we're in a point where it ought to be close. Um, I don't think Ole Miss. I don't think they're a bottom tier SEC team. Obviously, they're ranked twenty in the country, but I, I think they're maybe third. Yeah, best. Well, we'll see. We'll see in the West for them. For them too, where they're at, because like we said, they haven't really played anybody, so we really don't know how good they are. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. Yeah. Well, I guess moving on to. Um, South Conover's Georgia game at noon spreads at 24 and a half, which is pretty hefty. Wow. I think it's, it's 24. Yeah. I mean, I, didn't know that. I guess it's fair. You know, this is the exact same spread that it was back in 2019 during the upset. I mean, it doesn't mean anything. Hey, it's, it's but in Columbia this time. Though. That's true. <clears throat> um, I just got a couple keys to the game or keys to staying in the game and not getting obliterated like Oregon. Um, it's it's gonna be it's gonna come down to the secondary I think, um, and I guess I probably we got an injury update today um, from Beamer. So David Spalding, who's who slides into nickel when Cam Smith slides outside, is questionable. All these guys are questionable. Uh, David Spalding, Cam Smith, Corey Rucker, who hasn't played yet, anyways. R.J. Roderick and Alex Huntley. So that's three technically technically three stars that are questionable with the two that are out. Um, for the season and Jordan Strawn and Mokaba. So, um, did Hundley not, go back in the game? He did, but he has like a, they say a knee sprain, which means nothing, but, um, and he just tweaked it. He'll yeah. be all right. Yeah, we'll see. So, those hurt. I mean, <laughs> so with this first key to the game, you know, secondary can, can bend, but don't break. Um, it kind of depends on Cam Smith playing since he's our, our best, uh, DB. But, you know, um, UGA hasn't been running the ball very much this season. They haven't gone over 200 yards in either of their first two games, um, which isn't to say they can't run the ball. It's just not really their bread and butter this year, I don't think, or they're not – they're just choosing – you know, I, I feel like through the first two games, they at least feel like they're more confident throwing the ball than running the ball at this point, um, averaging throwing the ball 40 times. Um, so, you know, limiting – you know, long touchdown passes or, you know, little those little up the seam routes to Brock Bowers where he outruns everybody. If you can limit stuff like that, um, you know, they're going to get chunk plays here and there. They've got a bunch of really talented guys and Stetson Bennett is, is going off right now. Um, but if you can kind of limit the explosive plays for touchdown, I think that's a way you can um, try to stay in the game. Um, another key is actually, actually fucking run the ball offensively, actually try um to do that if, if it's not working don't abandon it abandon it um super early like we have been um and that's a tough ask against Georgia who has one of the best defenses in the country um but you know you got to at least give it a try um cuz running obviously sets up play action sets up deep balls and and it keeps your offense on the field and keeps Georgia's offense off the field um and my last key really is, is get Josh Van and Jaheim Bell involved um, in the passing game. Neither of them had a reception against Arkansas. 
I mean, Anton Wells kind of took them all, but um, they got zero reception against Arkansas, which is which is ridiculous. Jaheim Bell does not need to be in the backfield running the ball as much as he is. Got to get him involved um, in the passing game because he's. I mean, he's a big guy; he can go up and get the ball. Um, so that's something that needs to change. But yeah, I don't know what Davini has. He's also Devinny like has. dead ass a receiver. That's what I'm saying. Like he's not Cordero Patterson, right? But hey, I mean, I don't mind him like run the ball every now and then. But it's like it's almost like he's been more of a running back than a freaking tight end so far. Um, but yeah, Davini, if you have anything. Um, yeah, I got a couple keys to the game. Um, on def- I'll start with defense because I think this is going to be the most important is getting pressure on Spencer Rattler. We've seen the last two games um, when Rattler gets pressure, he kind of freaks out and makes um, stupid throws. Um, he's got three Hell, so mo- Most of his – most of those aren't even when he's under pressure, though. <laughs> he's almost better when he's on on the move. He's got uh he's got three picks so far, two touchdowns. So I mean, he was sacked six times um, against Arkansas. Um, so I feel like our, that is our that is definitely one thing he hasn't been great at so far is picking up blitzes because a lot of the times he's he's been sacked. It's not like a a DN winning his battle or anything. It's like a it's the linebacker blitz off the edge or the corner blitz or a safety blitz that's just not being picked up by either Rattler or the line or both of them or whatever it may be. So yeah, I mean it's definitely a weak point. Yeah, we're gonna have to take advantage um of that. And I think it has to do with y'all's offense a lot a little bit as well. Um which is another reason why I think y'all haven't been running the ball a lot. Um because, I mean, your leading rusher is Marshawn Lloyd with 58 or 50, 53 yards. Your leading rusher. Um, he got like six carries last game. Yeah. And he has 18 total, which I would, to me, that's shocking because that, that dude can run the football. Because you know? we haven't, that's what I'm saying. Like last game against Arkansas, it wasn't even necessarily that we couldn't run the ball. Like we were getting four or five yards. On, on most running. of the handoff, we just weren't doing it. I mean, yeah. again, you're down really early, but I don't know. I mean, it's it comes down to play calling. Which honestly, I would, you know, I wouldn't even just because we haven't been, you know, pressured that much at a good running back. I mean, this is the best running back we've seen so far. Obviously, um, Oregon really didn't have the guy in the backfield. They didn't run it that much. Bo Nix is our leading rusher. Um, so I feel like that'd be very, a way that y'all could, you know, march down the field and just run it. Um, cause I would, I mean, you could say right now that Arkansas probably has a better rush defense than we do. I mean, cause we haven't been tested on the ground yet. And going into the year, that was my thing that made me the most nervous was teams running it down our throat. Um, you know, we got guys in the back end and out wide. Um, it's just the young middle linebackers and inexperienced uh, D-line that um, has question marks. But, you know, they've they've proved otherwise so far. Um, so that was the key. Another key would be um, 
you know, eliminate passes up the, or through the middle. Um, Spencer Rattler's 19 for 22 uh, on balls up the middle against uh, Arkansas. It's either, is it, it's, that was either against Arkansas or this year. Um, Satterfield loves, loves that. He yeah. loves, like, middle seams and the tight ends running and just sitting in the middle of the field. Yeah, he doesn't like throwing it out towards the numbers. Um, you know, so if – I'm sure Kirby will pick up on that and must champ and try to game plan accordingly. But, um, yeah, I think those are the two biggest things is just trying to get pressure on Rattler and um, limit the easy throws. Because, I mean, we saw against Oregon and Sanford came out too, just quick, easy pop passes to get the ball out of the – quarterback's hands quick i think y'all will do that initially um because i think we will be bringing pressure so it'll be interesting on offense we gotta run the ball i mean y'all giving up almost 500 rushing yards in two games i mean we just just 495 to be exact (laughs) yeah we just gotta we just gotta run the football um and our passing attack is obviously our strong suit this year compared to the rushing attack, um, which is contrary to the, you know, previous couple of years of our offense. Um, but we, I feel like if we just have a balanced offense this game and, you know, run the ball yeah, a lot. You know, and, I mean, I think, I think y'all away. will with, obviously, um, I think Alex Huntley will probably play. But with him being questionable, with Jordan Strong out, Jordan Strong was, I think, more of the pass rush end and Jordan Burge has been, uh, I don't know, they're, they've been kind of both uh, even in, in pass rush and, and run stopping. But with him out and then Mo Cobb was our best and fastest linebacker with him out, I, I would, I mean, y'all could just run the ball in the middle all game probably. So, yeah, I hope, I mean, that's what they need to do. Um, and I hope they don't come out flat like they did against Stanford. Because um, if they do that, I mean, y'all will be in the game if our offense comes out like that. I mean, y'all – I mean, uh, I expect it to be competitive. Um, and hopefully our offense clicks again like we did against Oregon. Um, so, yeah. Our lead receiver is Kenny McIntosh still. <laughs> yep. two games. So, I'm sure he'll get a lot more touches as well. It'll, it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. You got, you got a score prediction? Um, I don't know. He doesn't want to say. He doesn't want to be disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, fifty-five uh, to three. I feel like. It's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, Jacob. I, I mean, this is no disrespect. I really think we're gonna come out there and be dog shit. Out of <laughs> Honestly, bro, it depends. It literally depends on on Spencer. Um, if he's been playing like he has been. 55-7. It's going to be rough for y'all. Um, Bro, Rattler has not been playing that bad. I mean. This man's about to say this. If, if Rattler's been playing like his man, I'm thinking 55-7. If he improves his game, goes out there, plays like old Spencer Rattler, 55-14. I can see it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's not – he hasn't been – I'm not saying he's playing terrible, but he's not – the preseason hype is not there. At all, I don't. Th- I don't think there was a whole I, lot of preseason hype. I think he's done. I think he's done fine. I said it multiple times. We don't need him to 
we're not asking him to win a Heisman, you know. And yeah, no, he has but... he has he has more picks than touchdowns right now. Yeah, the first game with two picks is is not good. That was a rough start. One of them was a tip ball. The other one was just a bad throw. Um, yeah, I'm saying if he comes out there, but I don't think game, I don't think he's necessarily closer. played bad. I mean, he's out there slinging the the rock around. There's 376 yards last last week. Um, let's give us a number to Vinny. I'll say like your uh, ticket rides on this, depending on the disrespect level. I'm gonna say it's gonna be a lot like last year. It's gonna it's gonna be in the ballpark of forty to ten. So you're saying cover the spread? Yeah, I think they're gonna cover. Okay, I was thinking somewhere like thirty five thirteen. Um. Yeah, that's good too. So that's good too. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Um. Well, that's it for previews. I guess. I guess we should mention, you know, the return of Will Muschamp to Williams Bryce. Um. It would be really nice to be able to beat him. Actually, he came back. Oh no, we went there last year. Never mind. Um. But yeah, whatever. It's hate much. Biggest game of his life. Yeah. Anyways, we can hate week. Yeah. (laughs) Must champ and Kirby hate week. Kirby's all right. We hate must champ though. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I guess we can move into the picks then. Ready when y'all are. Just let me know. Yeah, I guess go, we want to do it in this meeting. How much time do we have left? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, just go ahead and do it. All right. Let's roll through them then. Um, so, first game up, Friday Night Lights. We've got Florida State, uh, two-point favorite against Louisville on the road. Uh, I'm thinking Florida State here. They've been running the ball well. Louisville hasn't looked particularly good in either of their first two games. Um, so, yeah. Also, Florida State is coming out there in the cocaine whites, white helmet. Haven't ever seen it before. hope they don't ruin them. Yeah, coming out there in the all whites like that, I gotta go with Florida State. Yeah, I don't know why I'm looking at this game. I've been looking at it for a while. Something in me is telling me to pick Louisville. You know, Florida State has had a whole bye week to pat themselves on the back for beating LSU by one point. I can come out flat, and Louisville's gonna win. I like. I like. I can it. easily see Malik Cunningham running for like 300 yards on them. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, I like I like I just pick. feel it for some reason. I can't really explain it because Louisville's look bad, but I like it, but not so fast. <laughs> <laughs> FSU, baby. <laughs> where's your where's your big head? Yeah, I know. He's not got so it all. What are you talking about? <laughs> all right, Leak. He's he's always like, good pick, but not so, not so fast. fast. <laughs> all right. Moving on. Well, next one. Next one we got up is a. Uh, it's another interesting matchup. The line is even. Uh, Purdue going on the road to play Syracuse. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I've got Syracuse here. I think Syracuse is is better than people. That doesn't mean they're uh, good. I'm not sure if he's still talking or not. Can't really hear him. But I think he went with Syracuse, and I am also going with uh, the Cuse. Yeah, I'm. I'm going. Did I break up? A little bit, yeah. 
And by oh. a little bit, I mean a lot. <laughs> say, well, that, was a little, that was a little bit defined breaking up. <laughs> I'm also going Syracuse right here. I haven't watched either of these teams play anything, but um, everyone be on the watch out for a Sean Tucker tweet after the game. I think he'll be pleased with his performance. Um, <laughs> I think – I had that sneaky feeling that you had, like, uh, with Louisville FSU. I think I'm going to go I like it. in this game. Moving on. Well, he's trying to move on, but he's uh, – he's he's Sam's having uh, technical difficulties. Hang on for a second. <laughs> I can hear you all. Can you not hear me? Yeah, I can, we can hear you now, yeah. Okay, uh, well, I was just saying I feel like I need to put Connor's picks in here too. He's got Florida State and Purdue, so Divinity are not alone there. Um, next one up, BYU on the road against Oregon. Uh, the Fighting Bo Pixes are a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home, but I'm not taking them. I'm taking BYU. I am also taking BYU. I watched the end of that BYU-Baylor uh, game, and it was a pretty good game. I just kind of feel like this is one of those deals where – BYU is the tougher team, you know, a bunch of 35-year-olds out there. So, <laughs> Are they going to bring the liquor? Yeah. I agree. I think I'm, I'm going BYU. I watched, also watched a little bit of the game. BYU has that dog in them, um, and Oregon doesn't. <laughs> After getting 49-3 yeah. to three by Georgia. B- BYU is, has a bunch of guys on the team that – have a lot of sexual frustration. So there's a lot of testosterone built up on that football team. I'm going with the Mormons. I'm, fun fact, last year we had, we had BYU, um, and I think it was Baylor, and they played last year, and I picked Baylor. And then we, picked, we had another BYU game, or I think we picked two more because one was a bowl game. And I picked them both times, and they won. I haven't picked against BYU since, and I'm not this time. Go Mormons. Let's well, go. Connor also has BYU, so a clean sweep. Uh, the uh, the Cougars are going to soak them. Um, next game, we, we've already talked about this. Ole Miss, 16-point favorite in Atlanta. I'm taking Ole Miss, um, but they will not cover. feel pretty confident in that. Y'all know my rule. Y'all know who I'm taking. Uh, After you yeah. already gave a score prediction for Ole Miss. Yeah. I love it. I absolutely love it. You know my rule for picking, though. You right. You, you right always right. Sam, Sam's the only one that's written against this team. Well, you don't do it. And I was right both times. <laughs> hey, I'd rather be wrong than be a fucking loser. So. Fair enough. All right. I wasn't, call, I wasn't calling you a loser. That, that came <laughs> I mean, out wrong. I'm just saying. Sam Sam was going for the points. He's trying to win, though. Yeah. I got a lead. I can I can I can give up a point here. Yeah, yeah. You got a big lead. I uh I'm also gonna pick Ole Miss. Um, I don't want to. I want to pick Georgia Tech. Um, same. But I got burnt picking picking Georgia Tech a few times last year. So I gotta I gotta get okay. a little prove it. I gotta get a little prove it game here. Okay, well, I really wanted to pick Carolina last week, and look where that got me. That's what I'm saying. That's why I said if I wasn't a Carolina fan, I wouldn't pick them to win. Okay. And I was correct. Yeah, I'm going on this as well. Um, like Sam said, though, I think it's going to be a closer game than 16 and a half. Perfect. Um, next game up, we got Penn State, three-point favorite on the road at Auburn. Fun fact, this will be the first time a Big Ten team has ever played in Jordan-Hare. 
um, which is kind of interesting. Looks like we've all got Penn State. So clean sweep here, I guess. I guess the only question is, I mean, what do y'all think about this game? Auburn's bad. Auburn's been playing two quarterbacks right now. <laughs> Auburn's been bad. kind of rough. Penn State also good. kind of sucks. I haven't watched any Auburn at all. Auburn is bad. I'm going to be honest. I, I guess Auburn's been so bad. I didn't even know they were playing football this year. because I haven't even heard. thought about Auburn. Me neither. Bro, they were beating San Jose State in the with like four minutes left in the fourth. They won 24-16. <laughs> tough. It's tough. Bro, Mercer, they didn't cover the spread against Mercer, my hometown team. Well, that one got delayed. They went on a lightning delay, and I think they just called it. No, they, they resumed. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, that confirms it. We've all got Penn State. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Mississippi State and LSU. Uh, LSU is a two-point dog at home. I'm taking LSU, though. I feel like Brian Kelly needs to win. This is one of those games where Mississippi State will probably go out and score 60 on them. Um, but I'm – I don't know. I'm taking LSU. Yeah, I think Brian Kelly's got to get that monkey off his back. Um, it where things could get pretty treacherous fast at LSU if they don't start winning some games. So, Or specifically, he's got to get that Kunas off his back. He, he does have some of that down there in the, the bayou. There you go. Um, yeah, I'm going Mississippi State here. Will Rogers is going to throw for a, a trillion yards like he always does. Um, I think Mississippi State, State, State Mississippi State, huh? is a sneakily really good team. So, going with them. Yeah, I'm riding. I'm riding with the uh, other Bulldogs as well. Um, More cowbell. Dogs I don't stick together. I don't think LSU is that good this year. Um, me either. Yeah. So I'm gonna ride. The only thing, the thing I am scared of is it's in Baton Rouge. Um, that's a rowdy, rowdy place. But I'm gonna stick to my gut and take Mississippi State. A lot of gumbo and corn dogs. So next game is another interesting one. Texas Tech on the road at NC State. Um, Wolfpack is a ten and a half point favorite at home. Obviously, Texas Tech, your quarterback's hurt. I mean, they won last week um, against a ranked Houston team really fun game i don't know i'm taking it state here need them to win um but would kind of kind of be funny if they lost i'm also taking nc state it's not like they've been very convincing this year but i just have a good feeling about them winning this game yeah i'm also going nc state um Texas tech did me right last week by winning against houston but i don't think they're going to do it against nc state so I'm going NC State as well. I mean, you never know about these Big 12 teams. We saw Butler go down. So, I mean, give me NC State. It tells me, it tells me a lot that our resident Big 12 expert, Connor, has NC State here. That's yes. all I needed to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, next game up is another weird one. Um, SMU and Maryland. Maryland, a three-and-a-half-point favorite as the home team here. Um, Little Tua has been kind of going crazy, so I'm taking Maryland. Yeah, for that reason, I'm also taking Maryland. Yeah, two has been been playing, or little two has been playing pretty well, but not so fast. Tanner Mordecai for SMU is also oh a God. baller, and I'm going with the Mustangs here. I also Maryland sucks, and I hate them. So, okay, all right. Don't know where that anger came from. Yeah, that but, seemed um, uh, that seemed like a straight, but okay. Um, but yeah, Tanner Mordecai is why I'm picking the Mustangs as well. Yeah. Connor also has Maryland here for what it's worth. Uh, and the last game up, 
Miami and Texas A&M. A&M at home, five and a half point favorite. Um, I don't have a pick for this yet, so I'm going to let somebody else go first. I'll go I first. It's on you. I, I think this is one of those those games where Texas A&M uh, bounces back and gets a dub against um, a Miami team that I think is overrated anyway. So I'll take Texas A&M. You want me to go next, Jacob? Yeah, you go. Um, I'm going to go A&M here as well because kind of like Sid said, I mean, they're going to come out pretty pissed off um, after that embarrassing loss last weekend, even though their quarterback is absolute poo-poo stinky. He's so um, bad. Yeah. Have you, did y'all see the picture I sent? Not to, not to divert this. Yeah. The yeah. picture I sent, and it says, I mean, come on, bro. And his, his arm is so far high and back in his delivery. Yeah. It looks it like is. he's he's throwing a ball from right field. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's rough watching him throw the ball, but I think this is a must win, and I think they're going to get it done. Yeah, I think I I think I agree with you on that with Texas A&M. I mean, they're at home, correct? They're at home. Yeah, they're at home. Um, they had. I mean, you have to win this game. Jimbo might. I mean, his seat might start getting hot if if they don't win this game. Um, so we got dude. Texas A&M's offense is just terrible. Really bad. It's really bad. You know what? I'm gonna ride with Miami here. Connor's got Miami. I like Miami. I, I don't think Texas A&M's gonna be able to score that many points. It's a, it's, just, it's a hard pick. It's a hard pick. It's, I like. It's, I it's like honestly like. I, like I feel pick. like both of them could lose. This could easily be a zero zero game because yeah, they're it both could bad, be. bad. Because I but, mean, Miami hasn't really played anybody either, right? Right. They. I mean, they did not look all that great against Southern Miss. Um, and Frank Gore Jr., who was a running back last year, is another quarterback. What? Southern Miss got a lot of. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, good for that running back playing quarterback. It's, it's right. rough right oh, now. Down there. That quarterback. All right, Literally. well, we got one more minute left before this meeting ends. What, but what here's is, the thing, though. This is the last thing I want to say. After seeing all the videos of the Texas A&M pep rallies, if you think I'm picking that team, you're out of your fucking mind. That's fair. They're Dang. weird. I didn't take it's that into account. People say Clemson's a cult, and I'm I'm here for that argument, but Texas A&M is different. Uh, it's I definitely a cult, yeah. I might have to change my pick. <laughs> I'm just gonna stick with Texas A&M. That's that's tough. Did you got um, less than already to change it? Already had it locked in, but he's got about 30 seconds, really. But anyway, yeah, I'm gonna... oh, so I'm it's gonna... changing to Miami. No, no, no. I'm gonna keep it locked in. Staying the same. Um, but All right. Still, just disclaimer right here. I think Texas A&M is a bunch of fucking weirdos. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just well, disclaimer. That's what we got. You got for, anything uh... nice to say about A&M? No. no. All that's right. what we, well, that's that's what we got then. for this week before this meeting ends in the nick of time. Thanks for listening, and peace out.